welcome back to the Heartland Pod. My name is Adam Summer. I am your host. Good to be back on the microphone with all of you. Hope your week is going well. I hope that your uh, power has held out and that the heat has not gotten to you. Uh, make sure you check on folks if you know anybody who might be in a vulnerable situation. This is uh, it's, you know this is that time of year uh, around the, the Heartland. Starts to get really, really hot, and sometimes we can forget that there's some folks who, you know, th- this kind of heat can be really tough on them, and uh, it can be life-threatening. So, be careful out there. Uh, that's uh, you know, as we talk about climate issues and uh, everything that goes along with dealing with climate, you know, heat waves are yeah, they're part of summer. They've always been part of summer, uh, but certainly as temperatures have gone up and summers have gotten uh, hotter every year, pretty much. Uh, you know, it's just a little bit worse. So be cognizant of it out there, folks. Uh, this episode is a chat episode. This is June 16th. I have Justice Horn. Justice is a Gen Zer, Zennial, uh, or whatever that word's going to be for that group of young uh, folks out there. Uh, and, and he's part of that, that, you know, young, early 20s group. Uh, you know, Ray Reed's part of that. He was on the live show. We've got some videos out of that now. By the way, on our Instagram, the uh, at the Heartland Pod, and on uh, Facebook at the Heartland Pod, we've got some videos uh, coming out from the live show. And uh, the, you know, so Justice is one of those guys. He's he's in that young group of uh, folks who are they're not just interested in politics. They're involved. They are directly involved. They are skin in the game. They see the writing on the wall, and they they realize that you don't wait for something to happen. You got to step in. You got to get it done. So that's what he's doing. He's running for the Jackson County Legislature. They have an at-large position. Uh, we talk about kind of that uh, at the beginning of the chat here. And uh, yeah, he you know he's a, he's a go-getter. In fact, we did the episode. He was on the phone uh, because he was out knocking doors. It was like nine o'clock at night or something like that when we started recording, and uh, he was just finishing up knocking doors. For the day, so he's out there working hard, uh, Justice Horn for the Jackson County Legislature. So uh, that's the chat I have for you here. Uh, a couple of quick notes, and then we'll start the chat. So we'll have some more chats to finish out June, and then in uh, the first week of July, take a little bit of a break, uh, do some replays of some more popular episodes or uh, some recuts of some things. Uh, Going to sit down with Nicholas Linky. By the way, if you haven't listened to the Delta from this week that came out on June fifteenth. With Nicholas and Christina, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, Nicholas has kind of let down the veil on some stuff, and it really, uh, you know, they've been doing that show for a while. Nicholas has been working on it for a while. Christina joined him uh, a couple of months back, and they've been really finding a stride. And I, I, I'll tell you, I think that this was the by far the best one, the best episode of the Delta by itself that has come out yet, and uh, it was a real pleasure for me to listen to because we've we've reached the point now where that's. They're pretty much independent with what they're doing. Uh, you know, we, we talk about what everybody's producing and kind of a general feel for things. But but that's really Nicholas and Christina. And uh, it, it it just had, I thought it really struck a, a very good tone, especially in light of everything going on right now with uh, gun legislation. And, uh, you know, uh, out here we had a threat in the kind of the suburban Kansas City area. Of a, of a mass shooting, there was a, a threat that went out and a bunch of schools closed down, summer school for the day, uh, the same day that that episode came out. And it really s- sort of speaks to those issues. 
in a in a very particular way that Nicholas can as a as an educator and Christina can uh, also working in schools and and you know as parents here in the heartland. So uh, really check that out, please. Make sure you check us out uh, heartlandpod.com. You can catch those videos from the live show. Get signed up for our Patreon so that you can be. Uh, part of the uh, merch club for the next live show, and we're still got uh, merch to get out to folks. So we're going to work on that. Getting, the, you know, if you weren't there, uh, make sure to let us know, and and we'll make sure we get what you're supposed to have. All right. Uh, without further ado, here is Justice Horn for the Jackson County Legislator at Large position. Let's have a chat. All right, we are here for a chat. I have Justice Horn, and Justice is joining us by phone because he is out. Knocking doors. We're recording this on the evening of June 8th. Uh, it's a gorgeous Missouri night out there, and he's been out there putting the work in, uh, you know, getting those shoes good and worn out, knocking on doors and letting folks know what he's running for. So, Justice, thanks for joining me on the Heartland Pod. Thanks for taking the time out of uh, what is obviously a very busy schedule uh, to do this. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. So you are running for uh, an open seat, uh, an, an at-large seat in Jackson County's county legislature. Uh, so tell us about that a little bit so people kind of understand the context of, of this conversation. Yeah, so um, I'm running to represent Jackson County, the first district here in Jackson County. So I'm in district and I'm running there. So primarily running to bring equity, accountability in the community to Jackson County. Uh, we went for a long time without seeing a lot of that here in local government. So trying to hopefully change things for the better and make sure folks feel represented in their county government. Excellent. Excellent. So what brings you to the race? You're, I mean, just based on looking at your website, you're young. Uh, what brings you to this race? Well, what brings me to this race is, and yes, I appreciate you pointing out that I'm young. <laughs> uh, but I <laughs> local, <laughs> I think local government is for you know young folk and folk who care about the future of this community. Yeah. I think the best way to get involved, as well as you see the most changes, local government. Um, you know, I really believe, and you know, based on my community organizing and activist background, uh, that government should work in a way from a bottom up. I mean, yeah. from the grateful, very micro level, that's where the most change needs to happen. And you know, I think that's where local government comes into task. So that's why I'm running. Excellent. And, you know, by the way, uh, people telling you you're young is, is only an insult until a certain age. And then you just go, you think so? <laughs> you think I'm yeah. young? Uh, uh-huh. So, you know, take it while you can get it, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> is that something you're seeing more of, though? And not just in Jackson County, but it feels to me like you, you're Gen Z, Right. Uh-huh. And, and it feels to me like Gen Z is just like, you know what, Gen X, thanks. You guys put in some work. Millennials, <laughs> we will work with you. But y'all need to get out of our way because we're here and we're going to do it right now. And we're not waiting our turn. We're doing it. Yeah. So, so let us let us in. Yeah. And that's, you know, to be very plain with you, that's been something that's told to me by, you know, party officials that, you know, a good place for me to start out as an intern. And, you know, as someone who has, you know, done a lot of work in pushing LGBTQ policy from climate issues to, you know, even leading the Black Lives Matter movement here in Kansas City, you know, we can't wait our turns because the issues are so urgent. We can't wait. And, you know, these are such front of mind issues from racism, misogyny, 
to even the climate crisis. I mean, we just had a very, you know, crazy storm come through here and a tornado rip through this community, which, you know, usually doesn't happen. And folks are talking about the climate crisis in the urban heat island. I mean, it's stuff like that. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for those who have, you know, came before us and paved the way. Uh, but folks, you know, like Scott Burnett, who currently sits in this district, who has been there for 23 years. Or you got mm -hmm. Dan Tarwater of South Kansas City, has been there for 28 years. Or Crystal Williams to the east side of this district, 23 years. There are no term limits at the county. So we have a lot of folks who sit there for not one, but even two or even close to three decades. Yeah. And, and that is an interesting point about term limits, but more interesting to me is just the idea of how long do you want to wait, right? Is it, do you uh -huh. have to see a certain number of people died? Is there, is there some threshold of awfulness that you have to experience before you're ready? And, and if you're passionate and you care about the work and you understand what you're doing, then why should you have to wait? I guess is the question. No, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, I think local government, especially is meant to be a direct representation of this community. I don't think anyone is any expert on absolutely everything. And what government's supposed to be is a clear representative of the many voices, the many backgrounds, and the many diversities of this community. Um, so I think folks, you know, who have different backgrounds, different experiences, should be getting involved. And if not local government, then where else? Yeah. Well, and... and it's the it's the right answer, I think, on where to start because they, you know, being an intern on a Senate campaign or a congressional campaign is great. You can get some experience there, but talk about good hands-on experience. Uh, you know, being in local government and you're 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 dealing with stuff that you know. I don't know a lot of folks in Congress who could tell you too much about sewers, but I uh -huh. know a lot of people in local government. I work in, with local government all the time. And sewers is a huge issue, and and it's one of those very few things that's like that really genuinely does touch everybody's life on a daily basis. Uh -huh. Yeah, no, and I and I absolutely agree with you. And I think, you know, again, going back to why we get involved is, you know, maybe it's the young spirit in me, but we are, excuse my language, damn impatient, and local government's going to get it done faster, and especially big items like you know expanding out human rights here in Jackson County or yeah. having better tax assessment, or even dealing with a Jackson County Detention Center. I mean, those are things that could be voted on one week and then implemented the next week. So what do you think? Let, let's let's get into Jackson County proper. What uh -huh. do you think is is the number one issue to you when you're thinking about what motivates you to, to be in that Jackson County legislature? You know, what do you think is impacting folks the most that you can deal with? Yeah, well, I think it's kind of two answers. You know, first and foremost, I mean, we've had a lot of leadership who has been there, and there's been a lot of corruption, a lot of, you know, backroom deals and things that are just not done by the taxpayer. I mean, you even look here in recent years, uh, our state auditor, who is also a Democrat, Nicole Galloway, audited a Democratic majority controlled government, and she found $110 million of mismanaged funds. And no one knows where that is or where it's going. And the Democrats control every part of Jackson County government. Out of the yeah. nine legislative seats, there's only two Republicans. And that is ridiculous. So to that, as well as, you know, big, big issues like, you know, I think, and maybe it's 
because I'm young, but I, I think we need I think we need to dream a little bit. You know, what are we doing to transform this government to be a government for the next generation? I mean, from actually transforming government to deal with the climate crisis to, you know, my personal dream, a countywide transit plan that'll yeah. take folks from Kansas City to middle of East to middle of Jackson County all the way to Eastern Jackson County. I mean, that's development for Main Street. It also gets folks out of their bubbles and starts to feel like a community because we're all connected to, you know, big, big ideas of how are we going to be self-sustaining as a county? You know, I think we, you know, back in, you know, when we were building railroads or, you know, transitioning off of the horse and buggy, we didn't hesitate to dream big. And I think, you know, what are we doing to dream big as a county to transform us into 2030, 2040, or even 2050? And, you know, a lot of scientists are saying we don't even have that long. So what are we doing as a county to deal with the climate crisis and make sure, you know, we're not here underwater here in 10 or 20 years? Yeah, that's, you know, I'm sure you had it, you know, as a child, I had it as a child that was, you know, recycle and reuse. And that's how we're going to save the environment. It's like, yeah, that's great. Like we can all try to do better with our consumption habits. Um, But, you know, if we could immediately change things on a systemic level, we're going to make way bigger changes uh, that are going to have way more impact. And it turns out a lot of that stuff can be started, like you're saying, right at that, that, that local level, that city county level, where big changes can happen on what looks like a small scale, but it can also be a model for other places. Yeah, and I I agree with you, and especially unincorporated territories. And, you know, looking at a region, you know, from our neighbors across the way on the Kansas side, Johnson County to Wyandotte County, Kansas, to even Clay and Platt County. I mean, that's a lot of, you know, the Kansas City metro or region. A lot of folks are ready to dream big to have a regional transit plan, to have a regional response to climate action. And, you know, I've had a lot of conversations where they felt Jackson County is just not at the table and not even participating. So let's let's talk about something that is maybe a really hard thing to talk about because we don't have we don't know exactly where it's going to go. But let's say you get elected to this spot and, you know, you're working hard. So I think we can assume that. And you wind up having to deal with the issue of the Kansas City Chiefs and what's going to happen. And as a county, what kind of stuff are we willing to do? What, how do you view that issue? Um, because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out in Warrensburg, so I'm not in Jackson County, but I'm just right over. Uh, and I can't imagine the impact of the Chiefs leaving Jackson County. I mean, it would just be to me absolutely detrimental. And it seems to me that the state, uh, you know, legislature has sort of hamstrung us in a way with not allowing legalization of gambling. No, I absolutely agree with you. And to be very plain with you, I don't believe it's going to happen. You know, how I personally read it was, you know, kind of an open threat to us and even, you know, bridges us to the Royal Stadium. I mean, they're actively fighting hard to have extra room out there for the Chiefs stadiums as well as to put the downtown baseball stadium there. I mean, this is going to be in the district I'm running to represent downtown. And, you know, talking to a lot of neighbors, they're not a fan of it. I mean, I personally feel until folks have, you know, full stomachs are able to pay their rent without ease and not live paycheck to paycheck, 
as well as we deal with crime and houselessness and those communities are served, then we can talk about downtown baseball. Uh, we're just not at a place where I think to spend millions and billions of dollars. And you know, it's really disheartening to see the leader of Kansas City, our mayor, as well as our county executive, Frank White, actively swing for downtown baseball stadium. It's like we get so focused on these new fancy things. We don't, you know, remember to take care of people who are already here, yeah. who are suffering today. So tell me about your team, because I was looking at your website and you've got to meet the team on there. And it looks like you've got a young group of engaged folks who are working not just on your campaign, but multiple campaigns. Uh, what do you see there? Because I'm looking at this group and I'm going, man, this looks like to me like folks I'm going to be looking at for a while. Does it feel like you all are building kind of a, you know, it's almost like a theater troupe, but for politics, right? Where maybe this is not, this is a first, you know, a first thing, not necessarily the thing. Yeah. And I completely agree with you too. You know, I am extremely blessed to have such a stellar team and, you know, folks who are willing to go to bat for me, even when I'm not even there around, because I can't be at everything. But, you know, starting from my campaign manager, uh, Gabby Stanley, I mean, me and her have a long relationship going back to even our college days where I was little old student body president and she was president pro temp. She was chair of the Senate and, you know, would get a lot of legislative items done as well as, you know, she, as well as my campaign manager, Chrissy Dastrup, is also running for city council and uh, running to also, you know, move this community forward. And, you know, to be very frank, we're trying to support and run county candidates at every level because what we can't do is, you know, just me win. And out of the, they, they sit me in the corner as a, the young buck and like, you're new, you can sit there and we won't be able to affect any change. So we're running, you know, multiple candidates at the county level as well as even more candidates at the city level. So there's definitely a movement happening over here on Kansas City. I mean, you'll see it probably in 2024 when we got a new city council, a new county. Um, but, you know, one way to even equate it is to the work that has been done on the St. Louis side uh, to flipping county seats, to flipping city council, and even getting a new mayor. Um, I think folks are, you know, fed up over here. And even the district I'm running for is a bluest district in the county. Uh, we don't need to be scared. We need to elect a progressive who is going to push progressive uh, policy forward, as well as the county, as a blue county. And we're seeing, you know, as we continue to get lazy, we don't turn out folks, this county keeps flipping red. And even, you know, we had a ballot initiative here recently to taking down the Andrew Jackson statutes. Eastern Jackson County voted us out, even though there are more Democrats and more voters on the western side who are Democrats, you know. And we're seeing that. I mean, if we don't step up and run strong, new, electrifying candidates, Jackson County will fall and we will continue to have, you know, a red county. And I always tell folks here at the local level, if we keep losing Jackson County, we will never flip the seat. We will never flip the state blue ever again if we're losing right here in our home turf. And folks need to look at the local level first. So one of the priorities you have on your website is is equity. Uh, what do you think, you know, A, do you think there's an issue there in Jackson County? And B, what do you propose to bring to that issue? Yeah, I, I think equity is, you know, a, an umbrella term that can go to a lot of things from making sure folks who are getting contracts with the county are 
are either minority owned or women owned businesses all the way to, you know, what we do here in the county is we assess taxes and we collect tax dollars. And, you know, we need to understand that, you know, what may be the the response in Kansas City is going to be different from Lee Summit and even Eastern Jack and equity, making sure we are, you know, even distributing funds and responses uh, in, a, in a way that is equitable, not understanding that every community, every you know person is at the same level. So when we talk about equity, we talk about even the you know collecting and distributions of fund, as well as you know representation. We have a lot of folks who have sat on boards and commissions for decades and decades who are friends of current legislators. You know we need to do an audit. If you are not doing your your due diligence. Uh, you need need to leave, as well as a lot of our boards and commissions actually have salaries. Um, these aren't volunteer roles. There are salaries behind a lot of this. So I think, as well as you know, a lot of our boards and commissions have representation from all over the county. That representation needs to reflect all of the county as well. So it's it's kind of it kind of encompasses everything. Yeah, you've also got on there uh, community. Uh, how do you think you can bring? the community sense in Jackson County stronger? Because I, I think there's some decent community ties in Jackson County. I think uh, the sports team is are one of that, uh, you know, one of those places. But what do you see as doing more for that issue? Yeah, so um, one issue even compared to the city is let's say the county wants to develop a plot of land. Um, per city policy, they have to go consult and even get the sign-off of neighborhood leaders before they can even move in a community. The county really is like the Wild West. They can do whatever they want. So from involving the community from big issues like tax assessment, this talk about downtown stadiums, the new detention center that's being built, to even us making the, the vote of moving out of the county courthouse, a lot of these multi-million dollar decisions are being made without any community input, as well as to build a new detention center. They bought a trailer park home and just bought, folk, uh, bought folks out of their own homes. Um, and that can also translate to, you know, there's a lot of confusion here in Jackson County about what the county does, as well as that they have one, but two representatives representing them in district and at large. And county meetings are Monday morning at 9 a.m., so working-class people can't be there, as well as they have no technology updates. Uh, only here recently, um, so a lot of their meetings were done in the dark. So for a while, you know, I think how corruption and greed and a lot of the things we don't like happens, it happens in darkness. I'm a big believer in transparency, and if really you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to worry about. So the community should be at every single part of the decision process, should lead the discussion, and should be, you know, chief executive on how this community moves forward because it's their community. I've got one more question for you, and then I'll let you plug all your connection stuff for us. So this last question is probably the hardest question. Jackson County is known for a lot of things. It's a lot of things, but people got to know, man. Best barbecue, where are you getting it? Well, well, this is going to, uh, I'm going to offend a lot of people, but <laughs> I, I would personally say Arthur Bryant's. Um, it is a little more sloppier than the other places, but if the barbecue 
doesn't look like you need to fight for it, <laughs> then I don't want it. But that barbecue, yeah. and it's a hole in the wall. It's a small place. They don't have a lot of name recognition, um, but they do. They're very good barbecue. And my personal, I personally like a sweeter taste, like a honey barbecue. I don't like a tangy taste or any of that or a zesty taste. I like a honey barbecue, a, a sweet barbecue, and that's what they put out. Well, I can appreciate that. I think Arthur Bryant's does not get brought up enough. I think it's very oh, yeah. good. Uh, I know President Obama was a big Bryant's guy. Uh, uh-huh. he, he loved Bryant's, even though you know, Gates has got the Democratic roots. That's Everybody knows that, but Bryant's, uh, Bryant's is good stuff. I'll tell you, I, I uh, low-key, give me some LCs. Oh, yeah. Give uh-huh. me some of that sliced meat, that turkey. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just, it's just very, very good. It's very good. A lot of good stuff out there. But So uh, tell folks where they can find you if they think, boy, this guy sounds like I, I'd love to see him in office. Sounds like a great start. Uh-huh. How can they find you? How can they help out? So folks can find us um, at our website at justiceporn.com. That is J-U-S-T-I-C-E, porn, H-O-R-N.com. As well as, you know, I'm a big believer in how you campaign is how you govern. So we're on every single social media platform from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, It's Justice Porn from Jackson County. So we respond to everything. We go to everything. If you invite us, we'll be there as well as our email is jh4jc2022 at gmail.com. So, yeah, I, I'm in our campaign is different from any other campaign running for the county. Uh, we are at every single event, as well as, you know, we're gearing up to be in the Pride Festival uh, here this weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, I also want to say, too, you know, the county, you know, this is a blue county and it's been in, in democratic control for a while, but we've went for a long time without a, a lot of representation. Um, if I was elected, I'd be the first person of color to represent the seat, as well as the youngest uh, county legislator elected, as well as, you know, I've thankfully gotten the endorsement of Victory Fund who run LGBT candidates. Uh, I'd also be the first LGBTQ candidate elected to the county, as well as the only LGBTQ county official in the entire state of Missouri. So we definitely get a lot of support from folks who want to see, you know, Missouri be on the forward side. And, you know, it's tough that we're so far behind that we're just running for representation when I'm so much more than that. But it's also for those who, you know, fought for us and even died for us, that stuff is important. Yeah. Well, absolutely, Justice Horn. Thank you very much for your time, and I uh, hope you get some rest so you can get back out there tomorrow and do it again, man. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. The Heartland Pod is a production of Midmap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com, online with heartlandpod.com, subscribe, and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a podhead or an official podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show.